You're listening to Do You Hear That? A podcast about birds hosted by Noah Kalina and Paul Amara. We're bird enthusiasts, not bird experts. I had this dream a few nights ago and I was at this house and it was my dad's house, but it wasn't my dad's real house. It was just like the dream house. And in one of the rooms, everything was covered in dust and there was a blue jay, wait, 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 a wait, yellow wait. warbler. Do you hear that? Wait, what is that? It's kind of undeniable. That is the great crested flycatcher. Oh, well, I did not know what that was. So it's not- Yeah, I mean, it was, you were talking. I, I wasn't really even listening because I was <laughs> hearing the great crested flycatcher and its call is just, I could pick it out anywhere. Can be anywhere if I hear that sound, those weeps. Weep. 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 It's a weep. It's got a nice sound. It kind of reminds me of a tropical oh, bird sound. Interesting. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it does winter down kind of in the tropics, I guess. You know, I mean, in South America, it goes to Cuba. What classifies a tropical bird? I mean, I guess we can get into that when we get into tropical birds, but. If they're migrating to the tropics, does that make them tropical? But if they're breeding in the States, is that... You know, great question. As all of our listeners know, neither of us are experts. (laughs) But I would almost... I'm just going to uh, just make a bet. I'm just going to like... Not even a bet. I'm just uh, like a guess that a tropical bird is a bird that stays in the tropics year round. Okay. That makes sense. And it, it's like green. It's a parrot or something. Yeah. It's like a very colorful, although I'm sure there are very non-colorful tropical birds. True. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. But Paul, that is not what we're hearing right now. What we are hearing is the great crested flycatcher, which is truly, without a doubt, one of my absolute all-time favorite birds. Really? Yeah. This is a bird that really changed my life in terms of uh, my birding life and my feelings I've had about birds. Wow. I don't think I've ever disliked birds. I think like most people, we just live amongst them and I just live amongst birds and I didn't really even think much about them. Mm. But over the years, I've met a few people, including one of my best friends who lives around here. His name is Jared. And he was very much into birds and bird watching. He's a mechanic. He's not a photographer. He just has a as a hobby, he would photograph birds and I would look at his bird photos and just be like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm kind of getting into it because of you. Wow. He got you into birds. Yeah. And his sort of enthusiasm about birds. And of course, when people are enthusiastic about birds, I think for a normal person, your first initial reaction is like, oh, that's, that's cute. Whatever. Yeah. Like enjoy your hobby. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute bird photo, whatever. But it doesn't really click. It takes a while. And it took me a while after seeing his photos for so long. But then one day he called me and he was like, no, I made you something. No way. He made me a great crested flycatcher bird box. Wow. What's it called? The like a birdhouse. Birdhouse. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's cool. He, he's like, this is what you have to do. You have to take this box, this birdhouse, hang it from a string a little bit from the woods Hmm. like not in the woods just before the woods find something to hang it and he told me a great crested flycatcher will come specifically to this box wow and i was like there's no way 
hanging this particular box will attract that particular bird. But I hung it up anyway, just to see. Yep. Just sort of, it was hanging there, just hanging. It hangs and it sort of sways and turns in the wind. Uh-huh. And then one day I see a bird go into it. From, I can see it from my studio, so I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. Whoa. I saw a bird go right into it, and I was like, wait a second, what is that? Kind of walk closer to it. And this is before I even was into birding to the extent where I decided to invest in having a long lens for my camera. And I've always been like a wide to normal lens kind of guy. I've never had a long lens. Really? Yeah. Wow. I actually love wide angle photography. Yeah, me too. Not like stupid wide, not like fisheye wide, although I think there is a place for that. And I used to love skateboard photography and yeah. bands that were all yeah, warped yeah. up in Sick. the wide angle. I like yeah. that. It's a yeah, it's yeah. of a very particular era, Yeah. which by the way, is coming back. But I just didn't have the capability to like stay away from this bird enough, not to scare it away, but to zoom in on it. Mm. But I did on my phone and I sent it to Jared and he was like, dude, that's the bird. Wow. I was like, are you kidding? And then I said, I literally set up a whole camera thing close to it on a tripod, my longest lens, you know, maybe I had an 80 millimeter lens on it and I set it up so it would be close enough to the birdhouse. And I set up a whole remote triggering thing. What? I just like used all the tools that I had. Just, I have a lot of photo tools, but not specifically for this. And sure enough, 100% the Great Crested Flycatcher. That is amazing. This was when I was sort of just starting to dabble with getting into birds and I had rented a long lens for one of my cameras to see if I wanted to truly get into bird watching. I, I did a couple of newsletters on this actually. Mm -hmm. So after this, I was like, I'm so in. I thought that was just so incredible that you could very specifically attract a particular type of bird to this birdhouse. And now it's been about three years, maybe four, but I think it's three years where every year that great crested flycatcher comes back to that same birdhouse. Wow. And it is back this year. I've been seeing it come and go. Wow. But meanwhile, do you hear that? It's unmistakable because it lives around here. It lives amongst me. In fact, I, it's almost like a resident of my property. Wow, that's amazing. They'll be up high on the trees. They'll fly over. They just fly, they fly around. They have a, like a range, right? but they're always sort of close by. And yeah. their, their call is just unmistakable, undeniable. I know the great crested flycatcher anytime I hear it. Weep. It's a weep. That's amazing. That's a really great story. Thank you. They're really a part of your bird journey. It is. And 100% as a result of this, one of my top birds. But Paul, we haven't even described what this bird looks like. And I think the listeners desperately need to know at this point. We need to describe this bird. Yeah. This bird looks small. It's robin sized. So it's not the smallest of the small, but it's small. And it has an unmistakable yellow belly. Yes. It, it's like one of my favorite shades of yellow. It's like a lemon, truly lemony yellow. Yeah. And then it's like tail feathers and side feathers what are those called like the ones that spread out wings wings is that just what we call them the wing feathers oh yeah i guess <laughs> those are like a rusty brown or, yeah. or orange kind of yeah they're nice they complement the yellow and i think a part of why i initially said this sounds like a tropical bird was also because it kind of looks tropical in a way i mean it, it also has this gray sort of top part so it's like its chest and its crest right. is a sort of grayish 
brown. I would say it's more gray than brown. Yeah, definitely. And then its back feathers are also gray with white trim around them almost. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe birds. I know. This is what I'm learning. We should take a bird describing class because I think they do have very particular ways in which they refer to specific things. Yeah. Like the wings, I guess those are what those are called. Yeah. Wings. Um, But the bill and the crest. Let's talk about the crest because this is the great crested flycatcher. It does have a great crest. It's not as sort of slicked back as the pileated woodpecker. Right. But it does sort of spike up a little bit. It's almost got like a Guy Fieri type. Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting with this bird. It becomes more erect when they're chirping. If you observe them in the wild, and a lot of these crested birds, that's what happens, is they are chirping and it's a way to attract the mate somehow. I don't know. It's like, it's part of their whole, their whole thing. Peacocking. Yeah. And it's, so as a result, sometimes you'll see the crest go up higher. Mm. So it's not always great crested. Sometimes it just looks crested. And then sometimes when it's in the mood, it's a great crest. That's great. I'm looking here on allaboutbirds.org. Yeah. Our favorite website. It's describing it with a gray head, gray throat and breast. So I guess the breast would be what I refer to as the chest. Yeah. And then a bright yellow belly, bright lemon yellow belly. Correct. That's brown upper parts, upper parts. So that's what they're talking about on the back side, I guess, are highlighted by rufous orange flashes. Yeah, I think we see that sometimes. I encourage everyone to check our Patreon page and Look at the photos I've taken of my particular great crested flycatcher. Would you say that you, you have more pictures of this bird than any other bird? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, it's a photogenic bird also because it really presents itself. It likes to like call out in the open. Mm. So it'll even sit on top of the box. That's pretty amazing. I also am seeing on here that they specifically say that by hanging exactly. a nest box roughly 12 the 20 feet above the ground in open woodland, clear that's, flight that's what I path area. Yeah. You can track these birds. So th- this is a thing. This is like truly. Oh yeah. It wasn't. Jared didn't just make it up and imagine it would happen. Are these birds looking around for boxes? Like did they know that humans are doing this? So I was reading a little bit about this and I think it's because they are a nesting cavity. They find cavities to nest in. That's their style. Okay. And there aren't tons of those around. So when they find this, it's perfect. Right. You're just making their life easier. So you're encouraging them. So do you know where they nest in the wild? Are those all woodpecker creations or is it just sort of cavity? You know, I think they might find old woodpecker houses. I mean, I think, who knows, you know, um, I wonder how much these cavity nesting birds fight over old holes. Woodpeckers are kind of like the real estate agents of the bird world. Oh, wow. And they kind of have that look yeah, too. Like, I like that. You know, like the slicked back. That's true. They're kind of buttoned up. Yeah. Yeah, they're dressed yeah. For, to like charge you too much money. There's like a, <laughs> a fee. Wow. That was a good one. This is a true East Coast bird. You do not get this bird where you live, Paul, on the West oh. Coast. This is a fully Northeastern American into the Midwest for sure. I mean goes as far west as Oklahoma, half of Texas. Yeah. Speaking about where the birds show up, should I start only 
reacting to hearing the birds if it's in California. Uh, like in the beginning of the episode when you asked me if I can hear that. If it's not in California, should I say I can't hear that? Are we pretending that we're together? I don't I wasn't or, sure. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I say do you hear that, you could be like absolutely not. We don't have those birds here. Yeah. Or you're hearing it because it's on my microphone or the concept is we are actually literally together out in the field. I like the concept that we're together. Yeah, I think we're together. Should we cut this part out so that the magic isn't... Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) I have a question for you. Yes. Do you ever see a bird and it reminds you of somebody you know, but because of how it looks or just the vibe of it? Oh, like that seagull reminds me of my grandmother for some reason. Yeah. Because it looks like she used to walk like that or something. No, yeah, exactly. Like when I saw this bird, it reminded me of my old roommate. I couldn't tell you why, but just... Does he look like it or something? Kind of. He's kind of like tall and lanky. I mean, this is a small bird, but like it's kind of got this like slender... Yeah, very slender. Yeah. My old roommate had a shirt that was this yellow color. I wouldn't be surprised if I have seen a bird and been like, oh, that's totally Erica. Yeah. That's Jenny. Last night I was sourcing a bunch of photos of birds to use as show art covers and i was on facetime with my friend and i was showing her what i was looking at and we were sort of picking out like this bird looks like this person this bird looks like this person and it kind of makes sense i I just i wasn't sure if that was something you've done if if that's a side effect of looking at too many birds not consciously but now that you have planted this seed in my mind yeah i'll report back if i see a bird i'll bring it up and be like paul i saw a bird that looked like that reminded me of you I'm a little bummed that you didn't instantly say yes, but it's okay, I guess, you know. No, it's a great. I think people at home definitely are agreeing with you and relating with that. Yeah, I hope so. One fact about this bird that I find amusing is, for one, it's called the flycatcher because it eats flies or bugs, right? It's like its main thing. But it also is known to eat a lot of fruit. Yes. Which is kind of interesting. So... Polly, believe it or not, all around my house, wild blueberries. Oh. Everywhere. Whoa. Yeah. Did you put those there or they're wild? They're wild. Wow. So tons and tons of blueberries. Do you eat a lot of blueberries? I mean, pretty soon they'll be ripe and yeah, you can pick them and totally eat them. They're they're nice. Wow. They're tiny. It's a lot of work. I think I posted about it before on my Instagram stories for all those people who obsessively follow everything that I do. They would know what I'm talking about. Wait, you're on Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, barely. We're trying to leave. That's what this is all about. Instagram's flopping. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's sad, but also like I'm ready for something new. Yeah, what is it? Can you predict what the next social platform is? I don't know. It's going to be birds. Is there a bird lover's social media platform? That might be called Flickr. It might be called Twitter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, also, I'm not sure I would hang out on that platform to be honest yeah i don't know if i would shill the podcast and that's about it totally we would just be there to like try to get fans but <laughs> yeah not to become like community oriented it would be purely selfish yeah wait let's get back to what the great crested flycatcher is eating yes because it says that they'll swallow fruit whole and then regurgitate the pits and there's something kind of like diesel about that to me. Like You like that? I mean, I don't know if I like it, but it's just shocking because this bird is so tiny and like right. innocent. And then it's like yakking up fruit pits. Is that something normal or, or is this just a... I don't think it's abnormal. It's no, nothing I've observed. 
If they do it, they're doing it in private. Uh But I don't think that's abnormal in the animal kingdom. Because why do you want a pit in your stomach? I guess, yeah. You know, do you want to swallow a pit? No, I mean, no. You would tooth it out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right? You ever eat an olive and you like <laughs> all around the pit and then you just like knock it out? Uh-huh. We put bowls of pits on the table. Isn't that so gross? Yeah, that is gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least the birds are doing it outside. Yeah, you're right. So th- I love the great crested flycatcher. I just, I have one fact about it. I love, this is a fact that I really like to bring up the age and the oldest known great crested flycatcher was 14 years, 11 months. Wow. It was found in Vermont in 1967 and it had been banded in New Jersey in 1953. Wow. Think about 1953. It was like an old Chevy. Whoever did that. Yeah. Some like hunky (laughs) old car and he found a great crested flycatcher and he put a band on it. I don't even know how people did that or how they even saw it. Cause you could, this again, like most birds, you see it. Yeah. You don't really see it. Did people have better eyesight back in the day? Probably before phones and screens. Exactly. I was thinking exactly that. So I think we've said enough and it's that time. Yeah. We've said too much, I think. Too much. This is a long one, but it, it's a great one. It's a good bird. It's a great crested one. Great crested. I think it's time to rate this bird. Yeah. What do you give it, Paul? Honestly, after hearing your story, it really resonated with me. And I feel like this is a five out of five bird. Absolutely. Five weeps. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. It's a five weep bird. Yeah. Truly one of my favorite birds. It's, It's not the most obviously striking bird you will see, but this bird has so much character and so much story, at least for myself personally. Mm. And a totally unmistakable call. We're hearing it again right now, the weeps. Totally. And, you know, once you know it, once you connect that sound with this bird, it's a bird that goes into your memory bank as one that you will never forget. Beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Do you hear that? Is hosted by Noah Kalina and Paul O'Mara. Edited and engineered by Paul. Music also by Paul. Noah last spotted a great crested flycatcher on June 15th, 2022. Follow us on Twitter at TheBestBirdPod. 